go out and have a walk and reflect about the things that you have to do. Step outside, turn off your analytical brain and live into the mystical world of nature and allow peace and stillness. Instead of focusing on your senses, just see the patterns in the leaves, smell the pollen in the air and everything around you, feel the sunlight, which is also very important for uh, releasing hormones, activating vitamin D, and of course, releasing and adjusting many of the neurotransmitters that are extremely important for your memory and learning process. Also, activate the process of being just with yourself, just at peace, just in a calm state. The renowned Zen teacher, welcome everyone to our episode 22 of Drops of Wisdom. In this section, we are going to talk about the book, The Eight Master Lessons of Nature. And the author is Gary Ferguson. We are beginning a new month. We are in the 1st of June. We are beginning with new topics about how to explore our brain in terms of healing, in terms of activating ourselves with more nature things, nature lessons, nature walks. Are you picking up the nature lessons? What are you imbuing yourself from all of the peace, the inner reflection, and the things that you can obtain just by being in peace and in contact with nature? We often are oblivious or become oblivious to the amazing way of nature of showing us with the simplest examples, with the most intuitive way of being, that we can live a life with purpose if we just become centered, if we just become aligned and completely focused in our lives to evolve, to grow, to expand and to serve others around us which is what nature does every single time. Every single time nature is uh, surprising us with lessons of evolution, of growing, expanding its power and serving us in order to still be in this amazing physical experience. There are many scientists that are famous that had a lot of uh, introspection lessons and they dedicated time to reflect about their problems in their own scientific realms and to start figuring out solutions for every, everything that was just become stuck in terms of not knowing the solution. For example, Albert Einstein, was when he was faced with a difficult problem, he had a similar ritual to help break down these mental blocks. He didn't hit the books or spend hours in, an, in the library untangling equations on a chalkboard. He just stepped outside and had some nature contact. When the great physicist reached his wit's end, he would wander out into the gardens and the, of the university campus. There, he would quietly contemplate the scene around him 
but he wasn't looking for any specific answers. He was just allowing that peaceful contact with nature. And this is the importance of the time that you are going to reflect in these powerful walks or powerful contact with nature. He was merely observing the majesty of nature and letting the complexity of the Earth's ecosystem to overwhelm him with awe. The Einstein also, he was reflecting and understanding nature. It wasn't the point to solve nature uh, experiences. His goal was to clear his mind and accepting the world that would always remain somewhere beyond knowable. It was something going to be a mystery about nature. And that was also one of the lessons that he learned. Other famous people that were also uh, very fans and akin to look for reflection in nature were the astronomer Carl Sagan, physicist Edward Witten, and primate behavioral scientist Jane Goodall. All of them have spoken eloquently about the importance and mystery of their work and the contact with nature. While these renowned scholars dedicated their careers to the study of the natural world, each has been quick to admit that some aspect of life will remain beyond their comprehension and our comprehension, because it's not about solving everything it's in spite of having the power of technology, we are going to have a lot of uh, unanswered questions, and that is the magical, um, mystical realm of nature. Accepting the awe-inspiring complexity of the natural world allows us to approach each day with a sense of wonder. Consider, for example, the curious nature of atoms. Each element is made almost entirely of the empty space between the nucleus and the electrons. In fact, 99.9% of anything is empty. At its core, almost nothing at all. Given this reality, it's incredible that we can walk on the ground, pick up objects, or even exist. That's the magical power of nature. Children are excellent at embracing this sense of wonder, which gives them a special affinity for the natural world. Just think of all the time that kids spend playing with bugs, digging in the dirt, or talking about animals, and being amazed by the multiple uh, forms and ways to speak or communicate ways to eat of the different kind of animals that they are in contact with. Nurturing this innate enthusiasm in children is the best way to encourage learning, not just about memorizing things that sadly is still the education system that is um, staying behind. It is not there is no purpose in memorizing things if you don't even know what they are for. So it is much better to reflect about the things, to ask questions, and to start reflecting about the purpose of each of the things that we are learning. So a study from the American Institutes for Research 
even found that outdoor classrooms improves kids' science test scores by 27%. Imagine that almost 30% is being increased just by being in contact with nature at the same time that you are learning. You too can tap into this power simply by finding moments to experience nature, to go out and have a walk and reflect about the things that you have to do. Step outside, turn off your analytical brain and live into the mystical world of nature and allow peace and stillness. Instead of focusing on your senses, just see the patterns in the leaves, smell the pollen in the air and everything around you, feel the sunlight, which is also very important for uh, releasing hormones, activating vitamin D, and of course, releasing and adjusting many of the neurotransmitters that are extremely important for your memory and learning process. Also, activate the process of being just with yourself, just at peace, just in a calm state. The renowned Zen teacher, Thich Nha Han, likes to play games with his new students. And it's a simple, very simple game that he started in which he holds up a blank piece of paper and asks his pupils to describe what they see. Probably many of them answer that they just see a blank sheet of paper, but that is not it. So, and this is the main quote and the main uh, experience that I like to share with you in terms of reflecting more about the things. The paper is made of trees. Trees in turn are made of air and soil and sunlight. Furthermore, transforming this tree into paper requires the work, the skill of lumberjacks and artisans. These workers rely on food that farmers have nurtured from the soil. So it is all a chain of help, serve, help, serve in the process of something very simple. The blank piece of paper is not empty. It's not just a blank piece of paper. It contains a little bit of all the life on earth. And that's the reflection that you can do with pretty much everything in your life. And if you do it, for example, with food, and you start reflecting about the food that you are eating and the process of that food to arrive to your mouth, that is also known as mindful eating. And that process is also stimulating many of your hunger hormones to be regulated and to allow you to have more society in terms of not experiencing the rush for sugary foods. So that's also another lesson from nature and the process and the history of the things that we are experiencing. Another piece of uh, information and very practical tip is that in research studies, they have performed 90 minute walk process during a week for patients that had a lot of rumination in their minds, which is a leading cause of depression or anxiety. So these kind of patients, just by having 90 minutes per week of walking uh, in nature, 
they start reducing the symptoms of rumination and activating the prefrontal cortex in order to um, regulate and have this um, cycle of, of thoughts that are not helpful to break and to start having peace in their minds, to start having much, much better emotions and healing their brains. And about that, I'm going to release next Friday in the afternoon. I will let you know the time exactly in the post. I will release a masterclass about how to empower your brain in order to heal this kind of uh, brain fog fatigue of these problems of attention and uh, concentration. I'm going to address a lot of things in terms of the food that you can ingest to activate your brain in terms of typical exercises that you can do to start reflecting more in the power of your attention and many of the processes that are going to be activated when you start regulating certain neurotransmitters and understanding more why are you sometimes in these kinds of episodes where you feel that your brain is a little bit cloudy, fog or slow. So pay attention to the date. It's going to be very accessible for everyone and it's going to be uh, massive things of tips, practical things, audio and you will also have a PDF so that you can have more um, this kind of learning process in the future and reflect on that. Thank you very much for paying attention. Thank you very much for being here. If you like these tips, if it resonated with you, please help me to share this information to uh, other people and have a wonderful afternoon. We will see each other next Wednesday. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode and integrating with this community to cultivate more awareness and consciousness in your inner health to create a new generation of humans. If you want more tools to grow your inner health with science and spirituality merch, visit www.davidortegab.com Remember that you can subscribe to become a premium member and receive plenty of benefits in all five areas of your life. Nutrition, metabolism, emotional resilience, consciousness and abundance, 